Welcome to This Week in Skeezy Athletics. I'm your host, Neil Minton. With me, as always, Coach Rip Ripley. How we doing, young man? Doing well. Well, good. Well, we um, um we got a lot to go over today, but I was want to start off. We had the girls' golf state championship this yep. past week, and um, some pretty impressive scores, especially at the top. So we want to give a big congratulations to Bridget Wilkie from Hilton Head yep. Prep. She yep. fired a 67-70 for a seven-under two-day yep. Um, tournament which is unbelievable and quite frankly not the this is not a slight on anyone else but a 16 stroke victory yeah very, very impressive there for bridget yeah i saw that uh leading her team on that prep to an overall team victory as well uh, so congratulations to her and the dolphins um and then i saw we did just did one championship for for golf i know we weren't sure about that last week right i talked to Mike and he said that with the injuries they had, there were 13 complete teams there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they just did one championship for all classifications. Yeah. So, you know, Hilton Head Prep takes away the state championship, Porter Gow, state runner up, um, you know, Trinity and then Lawrence Mann and actually coming in there right next. So um, really good showing for Hilton Head Prep, especially Bridget Wilkie. Um, but yeah, real impressive scores and, and, you know, really good to see, you know, over almost 70, I think, over 70 young ladies participate in that term. Yeah, really well attended. I, I think overall, like I said 13 teams is, is is a good number. That means that each of those teams had at least five golfers on it. Um, and then a lot of rounds in the in the lower 80s and even in the 70s or in Bridget's case, the 60s. So, uh, yeah, good turn all rounds. I was impressed to see, you know, our region, Trinity, Lawrence, Manning, Wilson Hall, finish third, fourth, fifth, uh, which we kind of wondered throughout the year you know, where they that region stacked up and, and Porter Gout obviously really good at Hilton Head Prep, but uh, traditionally a 3A school, weren't really tracking them. Um, but the region uh, in this Midlands area did pretty well. Yeah. And I think that you would, what, what you look at when you look at the scores, you have the, the the 4A schools have, you know, they're bigger, they have more, you know, girls participating. But then you also had a lot of coastal schools, I say, that had teams, but there was also a Northside Christian, you know, had a team turned in. There was Bartonburg Day, you know, so it was all over the state. And um, really good to see a good turnout there. Yeah. So, well, tell me real, real quick, let's recap a little bit what's going on in volleyball this week. Yeah, so kind of went through. Uh, we had our Baron Bash uh, last Saturday, which is an awesome event here at Wilson Hall. Uh, we had 18 teams come down and a lot of skis of matchups, a lot of cross-region matchups uh, that I was able to kind of work in there with the schedule and, and a lot of uh, benefits for all the teams. End of the day, we kind of went through two rounds of pool play and then had a gold and a silver uh, Florence Christian came over the Silver Bracket Championship, a big win over Palmetto Christian, uh, which will help them a lot come state seeding time. And then Shannon Forrest ended up beating Porter Gow to the championship of the Gold Bracket uh, in a really good game. And um, that kind of really, I, I saw a lot, of, I've seen a lot of the higher level 3A teams now as well. You know, Shannon Forrest is, is kind of that clear number one right now. Uh, but then behind them, you've got uh, a big matchup today in y'all's region, Florence Christian mm-hmm. Christian Academy. That'll kind of determine who gets the the potentially the region championship from y'all's region. Uh, Palmetto Christian um, is kind of in charge of that region with Northside Christian right now. Both those teams are really strong in 3A. And then uh, that coastal region with Hilton Head Christian and John Paul, they have a rematch next Wednesday. That'll be a really big one there. Yeah, that that's um, a big match. But also last night or Tuesday night, I saw a score where Palmetto Christian had a five-set win over John Paul. So yes. as far as region to region, you know, and, and of course, you know, I'm not in there in that committee, but you know, when it comes down to seeding teams, let's say, you know, I don't know what's going to happen with um, our team today with Christian Academy, but let's just say hypothetically, if we were to to beat them and be first in our region, 
and Palmetto wins their region and we have a win over them. And John Paul has a, they win their region and Palmetto beat them. That kind of yeah. really helps the seeding committee. Sure. It does. And, you know, Hilton Head Christian's kind of the outlier. They didn't really play a lot of non um, cross regions. Um, and Shannon Forest, you know, the, the, the North region, as we call it, the Spartanburg and the Shannon Forest region, they, this is why this tournament was good for them because they got to come down and play some teams they wouldn't traditionally play um, because they're just so far away from everybody else. And so they play a lot of their own region or public schools in their area. We see that in all sports. Um, you know, at the four, I kind of jumped over the four, the four A level, Carter Newman is, is it right now. And we, we talked with a coach this week that if, you know, if Carter is kind of like the Hammond adage for years in football, you know, if Carter Newman wasn't there, it'd be a really, really exciting, uh, competitive, uh, state tournament. Cause I think there's a group of about six schools, you know, Porter, Ashley Hall, Northwood out of the low country, uh, Ben Lippin, first Baptist us, uh, that I think on any given day can, can give a good game to anybody else. Uh, but Carter Newman right now just kind of heading above everybody else. Um, big matchup tonight. Northwood comes to Wilson Hall in a, in a pretty big matchup for seating committee. And then Northwood and Ashley Hall play next week uh, to kind of determine who gets second in that region. Uh, Ashley Hall won the first matchup. Um, over the 2A, in the 2A Cathedral, Patrick Henry, kind of your top teams right now. Uh, Buford Academy in there. St. John's Christian, kind of weird Christian Cathedral Academy, excuse me, and St. John's Christian play twice in the next week to kind of determine who wins that region. Oh, wow. um, so they, they kind of play back-to-back. I saw that was interesting. The Patrick Henry and Buford play this week as well. And then 1A, which I think is going to be a really exciting tournament. You've got teams like Lawrence. You've got Cambridge, Richard Wynn, all from the same region, uh, but three really strong teams in Charleston Collegiate, Jeff Davis kind of around there as well. Um, and so uh, Cambridge has a big next week. They play Lawrence and Richard Wynn uh, in, uh, within a three-day span to kind of help figure that region out so you know volleyball kind of coming to the end here we got about two weeks left until state um and so you know a lot of these region matchups will get figured out do want to give a quick plug too this saturday we're hosting the Skiza middle school volleyball tournament so we've got tw- 10 schools that signed up for that uh and they'll be playing a little a tournament here at wilson hall this saturday i know mike's trying to do some things to get the middle schoolers a little more credit and shine especially with some of our um, schools in the association not having high schools. We have some schools that end at eighth grade and trying to find ways for them to compete in things. Uh, and this is one of those examples this Saturday. All right. Well, cool. And also, you know, we got tennis winding up this week as well. So um, a lot of, a lot of things It's kind of, it's hard to believe that sports are already finishing up. Am I? Yeah. Uh, tennis brackets we're hoping should be out today or tomorrow. I think today's the last play date and they start playoffs. I think Monday or Tuesday, depending on which classification you are. That's, that's hard to believe so far. Well, um, let's turn it over to football. And, um, you know, I think it was two weeks ago. And last week was on the kind of the same trend, Rip, where um, our buddy Josh Poston, who helps do our weekly yeah. pick said this was the most one-sided picks of all time. I do not think that's the problem this week. No, no. Th- this is a week we've kind of been hinting at for a few weeks now that a lot of things will be decided this week. Yeah, for sure. And definitely thinking and even talking to some people around here who do the pick and our coaches picking games and stuff like, you know, uh, well, Will Prosick last night at church is like, I do not feel comfortable with any one pick that I put on our paper <laughs> this week. So, um, yeah, a lot to talk about. Um, so let's just kind of go down the list. I guess let's just start an eight man. And eight man is not as crazy of a week as, as 11 man this week. But, um, you know, eight man, we still have Paul Jefferson Davis. One and Holly Hill two and Richard Wynn at three. Um, any games stick out to you this week in eight man? 
Not really. I mean, not a big slate Nate man again. I mean, you've got Richard Wynn and Faith, which I think is an interesting game. You know, Faith put a couple good games together in a row. Um, you know, Jeff Davis going to Wardlaw, again, a, a school that we've always talked about is kind of a tough nose team. You know, maybe wins, losses aren't there right now, but Jeff Davis having to go on the road there. But that Richard Wynn Faith game is is really the big one, I think, in eight man this week. Oh, yeah, I agree. I think that's the one I was kind of penciling on and and just kind of look, you know, when you go into Wardlaw and what do they have? I don't know. Well, um, yeah. I think Jeff Davis comes out there with a win, but I'm curious to see if Warlock can play him tough and, and see where they kind of fit in the mix. Yeah. No, I agree. And, and um, you know, you've got, like I said, other than that, Jeff Davis, you know, coming off a big win last week, I don't think it'll be a huge problem going to Warlock, but Warlock with a pretty good win over Oak Brook Prep, a team that kind of won some games early in the season. Um, King Academy getting a big win over uh, Newberry last week, and they host Holly Hill this week. Uh, so interesting they can keep that rolling at all. Um, and then, uh, like Andrew Jackson mentioned, going to Oak Brook this week. Did you need me to answer that with the Holly Hill question? What's that? <laughs> They're not going to continue that at Holly Hill. I'm sorry. Holly Hill's really good. They are. Well, Holly Hill's coming to them. You never know. I'm just saying. Hoping no, to keep no, going. No, I appreciate it. No, I'm, I'm just kind of – I wasn't sold on Holly Hill to start the season because I knew they lost so much in the coach. But, I mean, I'm pretty sold on them at this point. Yeah. I mean, I really, I really am. But, you know, Jeff Davis is right there, so we'll see. All right, let's turn it over to 1A. And in 1A, we have, you know, Patrick Henry still ranked number one. Um, Clarendon Hall played them to a touchdown. We talked about last week. Have them at two and Lee Academy at three. Um, so what 1A games stand out to you this week? You know, on the 1A side, you know, Clarendon Hall, um, you know, with a win over Calhoun last week, a close win, but they're kind of continuing to win a little bit. So I think uh, to see they go to cross schools this week, they shouldn't have a problem keeping that going. Patrick Henry at Dorchester, you know, Patrick Henry hadn't had a bump in the road yet. And this might be one of their last big tests uh, going to Dorchester Academy this week. Um, you know, again, I think Patrick Henry probably takes care of business there, but that is a game worth looking at. Um, and then Newberry. Um, oh, sorry. That, but I'm at eight, man. Uh, which mother? Dylan Christian. Dylan Christian. Now, did King's Academy forfeit last week to Patrick Henry? Yeah, it was a weird thing. They had some injuries and some sickness and okay. just couldn't really suit up more than 13 kids i think 12 gotcha. something like that so um you know so obviously i think that's a big advantage for patrick henry too to rest up and mm -hmm. cause I, I do i do have that game down is that's that's a very interesting game in 1a i think you know dorchester started off kind of hot upset you know i say upset beat orangeburg prep and um beat a thomas hayward or, or then thomas hayward beat them and it's coming up and down and and like i said we don't ever always know who's injured who's hurt you know what's going on on the team is, is they have some sickness going through the team things like that so I think this is the game probably that Dorchester's had circled to get back on the map. Mm -hmm. But Patrick Henry now not playing last week kind of maybe had two weeks to prepare or at least two weeks to rest. Yeah. And that's a pretty big advantage. No, I agree. Sorry, you know, Mike, usually when he sends us this list of games, he kind of puts them in order for us. And uh, yeah, it's this a little different. Did not. This week. Yeah. He did not. We're all over the place this week. So I was, I'm trying to make sure I got my games in the right spots. Right. Well, <laughs> that goes to 2A now. 2A is where it really starts – you know, yeah. I thought 2A and 4A this week is pretty exciting. Um, Absolutely. In 2A, you know, we still have Williamsburg's ranked first. Um, we have Beaufort ranked third, and they're playing each other this week. Williamsburg coming off a nice win, a big win over Lee Academy. Mm -hmm. um, and Beaufort's coming in. So we got 6 and 0 Williamsburg, 5 and 1 Beaufort, um, a lot of star power. You know, I think injuries are really the question here. I know one of Beaufort's running back. Um, hurt their ankle. I heard broke their ankle. I don't know if that's the truth or not, but one of them is out, and they had two really dynamic running backs. Um, they still, I think the Porter kid is still, you know, back there. 
And hey, he, he probably had to get it 30 times. And mm-hmm. I think um, Coach Schufert's son, quarterback Dietrich, he'll have to take a little more load on his shoulders. And I know that Williamsburg quarterback, Conrad Balder, he he was back against Lee. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, from what I was hearing, he wasn't really running the ball much Bad. yet, you know, with that hamstring. But, you know, obviously, you know, who, who's healthy, who's 100 percent is going to be a big deal in that game. Um, but that's going to be a should be a, a, a really fun game. And I think it's at Buford. And and you mentioned another game, kind of like Patrick Henry, you know, Buford coming off a, a bye week, essentially. Pamela Christian not able to have enough to play against them last week. So Buford gets that rest week built in there as well. Um, and it's just see how that kind of plays with them uh, hosting Williamsburg. You know, Williamsburg, big win over Lee last week. I know that that's a game in years past. It's been really competitive, kind of the top of 1A versus the top of 2A. Yeah, and, and it was 15-7 uh, at the half, and then and then Williamsburg just really opened it up in the third quarter. The second half. So, you know, big score there. Um, you know, should you see, uh, you know, them traveling down to Beaufort. Uh, that, that, that's definitely a good one. And another half of the bracket, Calden Prep and Bethesda, you know, I say the bracket, this is what we see as potentially the final four teams. You right. know, Calden Prep going to Bethesda. We really get to see uh, Bethesda tested a little bit here, I think. Yeah, Bethesda 7-0, and you got Colin Prep coming down there with um, the Davis twins at running back and quarterback. Of course, Cole Davis, um, quarterback of Colin Prep. Now, he has torn his ACL, but he is in a brace, and he is playing. And he's <laughs> They're holding surgery off to, after the Man. season. Um, yeah. He's a warrior. He's a tough kid. He's a really good kid. Um you know, it's, it's kind of weird being as old as I feel like I am now. Their their dad was actually senior my first year coaching. Um, so they got, <laughs> it's funny, very athletic. And, and you know, Bethesda's coming off a nice win over Orangeburg Prep, 32-12, mm-hmm. to 12, um, which was a good win in, in 2A. So really big games down there. You know, you got two of the, the top four teams playing, and um, I'm here for it. I'm ready to And, uh, and below that, there. that means the rest of the games are important too. I mean, you've got Greenwood Christian and Carolina <laughs> battling for playoff seating. You've got Spartanburg Christian going to yeah. O.P., in a big game for that region. You know, Palmetto Christian hopefully has another this week headed to Thomas Sumter, two teams trying to just find a win and, and get some positivity going in their season. You know, all these games are really close matchups this week at the 2A level. Yeah, I mean, I think the Carolina, I had that down too. I think Carolina and Greenwood's a really interesting game. You know, what I've kind of getting from Greenwood talking to coaches that their first 11 is really good, and yeah. they just don't have much depth. But they're for a half, they are really good. If you look back at their scores, they've been beating some really good teams at halftime including yep. Colin Prep last week. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I I don't know. I know Carolina, um, you know, we scrimmaged them a long time ago, so it's hard they, to tell. They, you know, they lost a close one last week to Spartanburg yeah. Christian, 33-32. Yeah, went for two in overtime. Mm-hmm. Went for two and okay. then get it in overtime. Spartanburg with the win. So, that was a really good win for Spartanburg. So, can they carry that on going down to Orangeburg? You know, mm-hmm. which that's – like you said, we're talking about teams trying to, you know, really jockey for position. And so, it's – two A's very competitive, a lot of fun to watch. And, and yeah. um. I'm I'm excited to you know for them, yeah. To be honest, um, but let's oh, yeah. look at three A, three A. Well, I mean, can't look. Last week was a crazy week in three A, even though we didn't know it was going to be. Yeah. First off, let's talk about Wilson Hall. I know you don't like to, to brag, but I don't mind. Wilson Hall came out and played a really good game against a very athletic Northwood team. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that game? They did. You know, it's one of the situations. You know, we were to score early. They came back. I mean, I think at the end of the game, it's one of those where you see a lot of times the score at the end. We had a pick six. We had a, a third string running back break an 80-yard touchdown run. Uh, so we had a couple of scores late that I felt made the score look bigger than it was. It was probably about a two, three score game, honestly. Um, not quite the 40 point you see at the end of the day. But um, I tell you that one of the great things Northwood did was they could block some kicks. Gracious, they, they have one of the best field goal blocks I've ever seen in, in high school football. Uh, we could not get it figured out. And 
Um, you know, they were bringing the Will Watts kid, is a big tall kid, plays basketball for him. Uh, I think he had four block kicks on Friday night. Wow. Um, but you know, I, I think that it was it was a huge win for us, a good momentum builder, you know, for, for Wilson Hall. Um, and then you see the other side, Hilton Head Christian, you know, still taking care of business on their side of the bracket since we played that first game. They won fifty six to six last week over First Baptist. Yeah, I mean they 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 really did. They went up, you know, big early, stayed on the gas. Um, so good win, got them at number two, and and with Northwood losing, and then Pinewood's performance against PD. Yeah, we have them back bumped up number three. Now we had an interesting situation because we're playing down at Hilton Head Prep at four o'clock. Yeah. So um, you know, we came out with a nice win there. Hilton Head Prep, and I said it last week. I think they're the best 0 and five now. I think they're the best 0 and six team <laughs> I've ever seen. They're very physical. Um, they got a running back, quarterback, receiver slash kid who's a heck of an athlete, and and they have a, a very mm-hmm. important game this week at, at John Paul. Yeah. You know, yeah, that one's basically try, you know, they're trying to find that seventh to eighth seed in the playoffs. Right. So um that's a big game. And then um, you know, I think with us winning last week and and Pinewood Prep um went down. So we were able to watch, you know, we we're done yeah. at seven. We we're in the truck at seven coming back from the island. So we were able to kind of we were listening on the on the radio to Tom O'Hare and the Wilson Hall Bears <laughs> and Thomas Sumner. And then but we were watching on YouTube Pinewood Prep and PD. Yeah. And, um, PD went up 14 to nothing. Yeah, that's what I heard. And then it was on, and Pinewood yeah. Prep just got rolling and clicking. And PD had some injuries and some, you know, just nothing good happened for PD and everything good yeah. happened for Pinewood. And Pinewood, you know, we talked about it from the beginning of the year. We talked about it for two years. They really looked the part. Yeah. I mean, and they and they really played like it. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, like it was a very, very impressive showing for Pinewood Prep. So, um, you know, got them at number three. Now, you know, we go down there. Um, yep. You know they're very talented. Got to go to their place, but you know, it's, it's crazy things happen. Rip, crazy yeah. things happen. But <laughs> that's right. Um, no, I think, but, I think that's a that's a big game for seeding, and you know, potentially really going to be interesting. And we talked you you alluded to it early in the season with just the way the schedule broke down, the way teams have kind of worked out. It's going to be really interesting to see this the playoff brackets depending on how these next couple weeks go in three A. Right, because I mean Pinewood doesn't play Wilson Hall. Pinewood doesn't play Hilton Head Christian. So they're sitting there probably, you know, Northwood's going to be very competitive with them. I, I hope we are competitive with them. I don't think yeah. we are on paper, but I hope we're competitive with them. They, they got a good chance to go 6-0. Or even yeah. if they lose one, they're 5-1, and one, you know, and then how do you differentiate that between um, Hilton Head Christian, who's probably got a good chance to go 5-1, and one, right? Sure. Um, Absolutely. You know, um, no, I think, I think they're, you know, I don't know if, Again, I don't know how the committee, quote, committee works in that regard with football like in other sports, um, you know, but it's something definitely going to be interesting to watch. In 3A and transitioning to 4A, I think there's a possibility for some of that to happen in 4A too. Now, this week will give some clarity uh, in 4A, I think. Yeah, this 4A week is very similar to the 2A where you possibly have four the four final four teams playing each other. Yeah. And, um, and we don't know that, obviously. But, you know, just on paper from the outside in, I think that would be a pretty – a, a bet that a lot of people would make, right? I agree. So you got, you know, well, let's, I don't want to, I do want to say this too on 3A before we go all the way for it. Northwood's at first Baptist. Is that oh, interesting? Yeah. Oh, a little bit too? That's a storyline game. Oh, definitely a storyline game. I mean, obviously, Johnny Waters going back to first Baptist uh, for the first time since coaching there and winning state championships there with his new group over at Northwood. And um, that'll be an interesting game, I'm sure. Both teams coming off some pretty tough losses, big losses last week. Um, that'll, that'll be an interesting game for sure. 
Yeah, absolutely. So looking at the 4A, um, you know, before we get to the main two games, you also got Ben Lippin at Trinity. And I think mm-hmm. that's an intriguing matchup as well. It is. Yeah, I think so too. You know, both coming off a, a loss last week, Trinity losing to Porter Gout. I'll touch more on that in a minute. Ben Lippin uh, ended up playing Bamberg Earhart last week, lost that game 43 to 27. Um, but that, that they're fighting again. They're fighting for that, you know, who, who can stay away from those top two seeds, right? They, they, in 4A, it's really big to get that three through six seed because you're able to avoid the Hammond or whoever the two seed this year, maybe a Carter Newman, maybe a Porter Gowd, uh, maybe a Lawrence Manning can sneak in there when it's all said and done. Um, and, and so that's a big game for seeding purposes. Yeah, I mean, Ben Lippin started 3-0. and They've lost four in a row. You know, yep. they, they really did get on the win side. And, you know, they do have a, a region win. Um, Trinity doesn't have a region win yet. So very big game um, in, in Darlington. Um, but then that moves up to what I have to two games a week. I'm I cannot wait to see Porter Gout at Lawrence Manning. Yeah. You know, Lawrence Manning traditionally very physical up front, takes a lot of pride on the defensive side of the ball, not allowing other teams to run the football, you know, specifically. And here comes Porter Gout and their star running back, who's yeah. got 10 million touchdowns this year. Well, and, and just I mean, last week's sat line, I don't know if you saw it. I mean, the the flood kid for for Porter Gout had 16 carries for 369 yards and six touchdowns against yeah. Trinity Collegiate. I mean, yeah, so almost 25 yards a carry. Yeah, we were kind of making a joke about that because um, <laughs> we, you know, Skeezer does a player of the week. And I was at the end of the game, you know, it's seven o'clock. And I'm like, man, I'm turning Jules in. Jules had Jules Huntley for us. He had 292 yards and four touchdowns. Yeah. <laughs> we're like, man, that's a heck of a game. And then all the way home, I see those stats from Porter Gallup. I'm like, man, he's still not going to get player of the yeah. week. <laughs> you know, get, yeah, yeah, it was an amazing stat line last week running the football. And, yeah. you know, I, I don't I don't see him scoring six touchdowns against Lawrence Manning. No, I don't either. And, and obviously, I don't know. I haven't seen Portugal the last couple of years. Not, you know, with us going to 3A and and not crossing over and playing Porter much. Um, you know, I don't really know what other options there are there um, for them. But, I mean, he is he is absolutely – has to be arguably one of the top players in 4A skis right now. Yeah, I mean, he, he is, he's got a little rocket, different gear than not everybody has. Um, so, be curious to see how that game goes. And, um, you know, it does. I mean, that's a – a possibility of a two, you know, mm-hmm. looking at the records right now, I mean, Lawrence Mann has already got a loss, you know, yep. since they played Hammond. Um, you know, Carl Newman might get a loss. If Porter Gow can win this and give Lawrence Mann two losses. Yeah. And obviously Hammond or Porter Gow will get a loss too. I mean, Porter Gow is going to be tied for first if they can beat Lawrence Mann in this sure. week, you know. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, I think that's that's a big one for them. And But going to the swamps always tough, especially from, from you know, down in Charleston, got to drive through up to Manning. A uh, little, little different, so I'm I'm curious to see how they handle that. Yeah, you know Lawrence Manning had a you know a, a, I call it a shutout. They you're up 34 and nothing at the half against Heathwood. Their defense is on point. You know they ended up winning 48 to 15 last week. Um, you know we talked about Hammond and Augusta Christian. Augusta Christian is not really much on the docket this week, but um you know 42 to 10 lost to Hammond last week. So Ham yeah. Hammond's doing Hammond things. Yeah. You know, um, and now all of a sudden. Here comes um, Carter Newman, one versus two, what we've had pretty much all year long. Um, what What's your feeling on this game? You had any talking to – I know you, you know, talked to a lot of those guys. I think – you know, I've, I've actually talked with with coaches from both schools this week, and and um, it, obviously Carter Newman's excited for it. You know, th- this is the game where they get to decide – just determine if they're on the map yet or not. You know, they've done a great job in the front half of their season – but I think that right now, th- this is the game they've had circled because Hammond is the measuring stick that everybody goes up against, especially at the 4A level in Skiza. All right, how are, are we really a top-tier team? Are we really a team 
that has a shot to win a championship. On the other side, you've got a Hammond team that by their standards um, isn't as strong this year, <laughs> you know, it, it, you know, compared to what they've had in recent years, but still are taking care of business at every turn. And then also, you know, I'll mention it, the interesting storyline that the young man who transferred to Hammond a couple weeks ago, he becomes eligible for this week's game. So the quarterback for Hammond that will, will play against Connor Newman. And so who knows? I mean, I don't know if if now, you know, they were out of uh, had a three quarterback rotation. Maybe they'll have a four quarterback rotation right now, but it's just <laughs> the unknown of of what that brings to the game. It does bring another element to it. Um, but I, I think that, you know, the, but the staffs are friendly too. I mean, that's a big part of it between Carl Newman and Hammond. I think the staffs are, you know, they have some guys who coached together in the past and done things, but th this is a really, really big game and, and going to hosting it at Hammond, their new turf field. Um, I expect it to be uh, a really big show. Um, personally, I think Hammond, again, to be the man, you got to beat the man. So I, I'm going to stick with them until they lose. Uh, but I think Carter Newman is, this is a big one circle for them. Yeah, I'm looking looking at all right, so they're both three and oh in four A games. Um Carter Newman has outscored opponents one hundred and thirty to twenty six. Yeah. And Hammond has outscored opponents one eleven to sixteen. Yeah. Um so you know, very similar on that aspect. But I think you the way you said it earlier, if you're a four A football team, your goal isn't to win the state championship. That's not what's even said. What do we have to do to beat Hammond? And I think that just changed everything. You know, if I'm I'm sitting here thinking, you know. 3A, what do we have to do to compete and be the best we can be to win a state championship? Everybody in 4A, you're like, what do we have to do to beat him? Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and that's just really the reality of it. And, you know, Carter Newman's tried, I think, honestly, trying to build a team program, however you want to say it, to beat Hammond. Yeah. And, um, and here's your opportunity. <laughs> yeah. and, so. and and in the process, I mean, but yeah, I mean, I think that this is, you know, Hammond again, everybody's saying Hammond's down. Um, I have not said that because I don't believe that. I think that they're just fine. I think they may not have the star power in certain spots they've had in the past years um, that people look at, but I think across the board, they're very strong. And, yes, and I think absolutely. Yeah. Continue to be very strong. We have both seen them firsthand. Um, and, and I think that, that, you know, they were catching flack, like we said a couple of years ago, a couple weeks ago, because they beat Lawrence Manning and Wilson Hall back to back weeks by only two to three touchdowns. Like that, that's the, the level that they, the standard that they set. And and to say that they're down because of that is kind of crazy. Uh, but I get it. I mean, we've also had years where they beat those teams by 40 and 50 points. And so that that's where it changes. And it opens the door for a Carter Newman, a Porter Gowd, even a Lawrence Manning on a second time around to say, hey, we can play with these guys. Maybe we can get a shot. Maybe this is the year that someone breaks the, through this mold and, and takes, uh, you know, this streak away from Hammond. Carter Newman, you know, if they're able to win at Hammond too, all right, at, at on, on the road, they obviously move up to the number one seed and put themselves in a great spot uh, heading for these last few weeks. Now they have a tough couple of weeks ahead of them still too. I mean, their, their schedule is very back end loaded as far as the difficulty playing some of these bigger games. Um, but I think that this is the first step for them to really put themselves on the map. Right. Well, I mean, I'm excited for what a great week of football. I'm just kind of, cause it, it seems like we went so fast right there, but. Well, well I know we, we, we got started. I will say too, uh, I'm not to be left out here. Can the military at Heathwood Hall can be an interesting game? That, yeah. You know, again, like we talked about in 2A, when the top half is playing each other, that means the other half is playing each other too. And again, they're fighting for those playoff spots there. You know, can the military, a team that traditionally gets started late and gets a little bit better over the course of the season because they just play more together. You know, most teams start practice in July. They start in mid-August. And so, um, you know, I, that could be a curious game uh, with, with can the military at going to Heathwood. 
Yeah, I mean, you're looking at them. They've played four games where, you know, Heath West played seven. You know, the rest of three A's played six or seven or four A, excuse me. Um, yeah, and the winner of this game, you know, the, the loser probably doesn't make the playoffs, right? I mean, that's Correct. just the reality yeah, I mean, of it. Unless somebody upsets against a Christian in the process somewhere, I mean, yeah, these two teams are fighting for a chance to make the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, Which for a Canada military, you know, and, and sometimes that comes down to who wants it more. I mean, a Canada military team, I mean, making the playoffs would be a step in the right direction for them. Heathwood, you know, got some stuff going on over there um, that, that you know, maybe they're not super jacked up about trying to go play Hamden in the first round of the playoffs. Right. You know, I don't know. You never know. Those things, those storylines can, can come into play. Yeah, no. I mean, look, there's some years where a first-round loss is a good season and some other years where a first-round loss is a bad season, right? And it's yeah. the same as just making it. So um, That's right. Anyway, well, I appreciate it, Rip, and um, you know, good job this morning, brother. Good luck to you and your volleyball girls, and um, we'll catch Appreciate up back with you next week. Everybody, please go and get on the Skiza website, Facebook um, page, and talk about some games of the week. And and you know, if you disagree with what Rip says all the time, go let them know. You know, it's no problem with that. And um. Uh, we look forward to hearing from you. Post your scores, and uh, we appreciate all you guys do. Rip, thank you so much, my friend. Yeah, appreciate it, Neil. All right, take care.